to feel as comfortable as you can. I think that's a good time to feel comfortable. You know, most of the other times, tell yourself to get a bit more uncomfortable, but it has to be equal. You can't just always be uncomfortable. The goal of being uncomfortable is to be more comfortable and yeah. then to find uncomfortable scenarios in different areas of life and become comfortable in those and go up a level and up a level. And I think ultimately, when you think you've become the most comfortable person, then you go and help others who are uncomfortable Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is a show where we make it easier for you to get out of your comfort zones. We've got my good friend Will Fleming back on the podcast today. Will first appeared back in episode 70. So if you want a bit of Will's backstory, make sure you head back and check out that episode. It's a really, really great one. So Will is predominantly a content creator, whether that is through shaping young minds and and how they create their content, whether that is through helping Kiwi guys become better dads through his Rad Dads platforms, or whether that is through one of the podcasts that he's been involved with. And Will was actually one of the big motivations for me to get into podcasting initially, his show, My Kiwi Life, was uh, was running when I started this journey with Uncomfortable Is Okay. So, Will, thanks, buddy, for inspiring me to jump into podcasting. But Will's current show is called Please Blow My Mind. Will's a guy that's just fascinated with life and, and what it means to be alive, what it means to be a person and kind of what we're all here for. So, at the moment, his, his fascination has led him to talking to people about better ways to live life but also about those experiences that that blow our minds and and shape our trajectory as as people as humans so he's just he's kicking this off and his ultimate goal is to renovate an old rundown caravan turn it into a mobile podcast studio and travel around New Zealand having a thousand different conversations with people about things that blow their minds and this is really important work in the world that we live in that has the potential to be quite superficial. So I hope you guys enjoy this in-depth conversation with Will and I today. We talk a little bit about living life, about some of the values and traits that I'm trying to cultivate, as well as a lot of the uncomfortable things that we've been up to. But fair warning is that you might end up with more questions than answers by the end of this episode. I just want to give a quick yell out to my friends down at Floatwell, Sam and Kevin in Wellington. As you guys might know, I'm an ambassador for them. So I've been doing a fair bit of floating recently and I'm going to do a, a mini episode on my thoughts around my last couple of floats and kind of what's come out for me. But if you guys are interested in trying out floating and finding out what it's all about and you're in Wellington, then make sure to go down and see them. You can either visit them, Floatwell here in Wellington, or jump online, floatwell.co.nz. If you're booking a float, make sure that you use the promo code CHRIS and you'll get 15% off, off a casual float. So test that out, guys, and look out for my upcoming episode about my thoughts around floating. But thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with Will and I today. Will Fleming. 
Welcome back to the Uncomfortable is Okay podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, brother. Thank you and thank your audience for, for letting me come back. I feel like it's a bit of a, it's a privilege to be invited back. You know, that's not a guaranteed thing in life anymore. We live in a social media world where you can block people if you don't agree with them. So I feel like that kind of stuff of being invited back is as even means more than it once did so yeah man yeah cool to be here it's a it's a quite a nice validation tool actually being (laughs) asked to come back and i think like it's been about a year since we talked last which Mm. around about anyway and i think your thought processes and the way that you explain things has so much time to develop over the course of a year Mm. if you're kind of continually thinking about things and continually Mm. sort of asking questions so it'll be for the for the listeners and for us it'll be kind of a nice comparison i think to go back and have a listen to the last one that we did and just kind of see if we're still talking about the same stuff or if we're we're talking about some different things yeah man well it might be interesting too just to for us trying to work out you know we say it's like a year but if you break that down you know there's the option today to never let one day finish you know we live in this 24 hour zone of you're always on and you're never really off and so what does a year really mean i mean when we were kids the way you measured a year was your birthday or christmas you know and that felt like an eternity but i guess you know like all adults say the years start speeding up and you don't know where they're going and and I really kind of take things like that serious because regardless what your thoughts are on life and, and how long we're here and what happens afterwards, I guess what I'm coming to realize in my late 30s is not, you know you can't just wait for people to give you an opportunity and it's actually on you to, to think deeply about what it is you want to do. So I really do hope that our last conversation lines up to this conversation. I think it will, but nah, it, it's one of those things that time is, is just this weird kind of construct and I don't want to use construct because it's you know really a loaded word but I heard someone explaining online the other day about the freedom and, and how they cried one time when they were in the bush and and the only sense of time was through the messages of the earth meaning you saw the sun go down and the moon come up and I thought to myself when's the last time I operated on time to that scale you know time is something that I maybe was driven by a calendar or a booking, and I couldn't have given a crap about the moon and the sun of uh, probably the last year since we last spoke. You know, they're they're not things that enter my everyday world. So, I think it's just valid to push that back into your mind sometimes, and and you know, just try and work out. Well, we we haven't spoken for a year. What what's really been happening? <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a fascinating perspective with it as well as the that construct of. Constructs, I don't know if constructs quite the right word when you're talking about time, but that, that idea right. of, of time and as you say, you can kind of be thinking, oh, I'm rushing from one thing to the next thing to the next mm-hmm. thing to the next thing and things just, just kind of tick over and, and actually kind of the moon and the, and the sun going down and up is, it's another way to think about it and it's another way to look at it and it's been something actually, it's funny that you bring that up and that in the last couple of weeks, that I've been trying to take a little bit more time noticing the horizon and looking up at the sky and, and what's going on with that. Because I think for me, it, it helps put things in perspective that if you're just kind of looking down, focused on what's the time, what's the next thing that I have to do, where am I going next, that actually you don't take in everything else that's going on around you in your environment and in your space as well. And actually having a look at, look up and, and watching the sunrise or watching the, the moon rise 
puts things in perspective and kind of just shows you sort of how small a part that you're playing in this whole world this mm. kind of massive rock that's floating around the earth or this great ball of fire that's thousands of fire and gas that's thousands of kilometers away thousands of light years that you seem so insignificant and kind of that next meeting seems so insignificant as well dude it's exactly right and you know i guess the question is well why are we thinking like that are we are we creating so much you know busyness in our life so we don't have to look at the moon and realize that we are so small and insignificant or are we just really busy little beings who like to create opportunities and try and creatively come up with solutions to problems and i guess that's an area where i'm i'm stuck at the moment i'm i'm trying to work out you know what's my world view and i guess that's it's timely that we're chatting because you know i guess over the last few years i've been you know dabbling in different types of media whether it be podcasts or vlogs or pitching kind of ideas for tv shows and i think it's been all about trying to critically break down what's going on and i guess i'm not the first to do that you know that's oh, arguably the biggest thing in history is people try to put meaning to this life and and i'm just really it's tough for me at the moment because we live in that society which is saying hey man pick a team and back your team and and it's like a philosophy or or an ideology and i'm like i feel more than ever stuck right in the middle where i'm like sitting on that fence reward that in our society you know we call people like that fence sitters and i kind of want to rebrand that word as hey let's just sit on the fence for a while and, and have a look out at that sunrise and look back down at your screen and you know try and find that balance we obviously love change as humans, you know, we, we love changes forced on us, we drive change and, and I guess the thing is with change is you're changing to something and I'm not ready to change into something new just because that's the new push, you know, that's the new trend and, and yeah, so I've even become more galvanized in my stubbornness to just take a second and, and people say to me, hey, what's your goals? You know, that's been a big thing for the last month I've heard, what's your goals? I'm, I'm trying to like raise money for a podcast caravan studio so I can travel New Zealand and do interviews with people maybe to help me with this question I have about what team should we be on but they all say what's your goals and, and I can't give them a straight answer apart from well I'd love to be married when I'm old and dead you know I'd love to still be married and beat the stats that's a goal for me and everyone's like oh dude that's a bit out there I'm like well it's not a trivial thing to stay married you know it's a commitment to someone it may be a bad idea that we somehow society put on us that we need to be you know male or female or whatever the thing is together and stay together and you know maybe it, maybe we're wrong maybe it is all about just us being exactly whoever we want to be and i don't know but i'm more stuck on just trying to i'll replace that idea when I have the feeling there's a better replacement, you know, and I'm just not sure if there is. Now, that opens me up to people saying you're stuck in the old times or something like that, and there's all this new research, and, and I guess it's just, well, you know, I've got to talk to these people and understand it and try and work out how that fits into my world, and yeah, dude, so it's, it's just super, you know, I, even the last time we spoke, I probably had more of a worldview, which was around, you know, the self and free thinking and all that kind of stuff but the more I kind of think about it I'm like well I think you need to have some level of structure and hierarchy you know I'm just not convinced or sure what that level is and 
and maybe it's something like too much and becomes bad and not enough and it becomes bad and I mean is that what yin yang is maybe just the the acknowledgement of the bright and the dark or whatever that means you know so pretty heavy yeah is it is it good or is it bad or is it just different and what is different you know Mm. what does that mean because to have a good thing the question i have is do you have to go through a bad thing so i still think yes you know the amount of people i talk to who have traumatic starts and they're able if they survive and process it and deal with it they're able to use that as a superpower and i'm like well what kind of lesson is that for life you know is it supposed to be that you know bad things happen is that what death is is it a reminder that it's just around the corner I i don't know i mean you know donkeys and stuff like that do they know they're going to die one day maybe but does a goldfish you know what would be the point in us knowing that mm. <laughs> i've gone deep on you bro you've, gone, about that. you've gone deep straight <laughs> off the bat and i think that that's quite a nice kind of segue into a new podcast actually called mm. please blow my mind some of the comments that you made there i'm sure are, are blowing a lot of people's minds <laughs> and it, as you say you've kind of over the last year, you've just kind of been asking yourself more and more questions. And I find that that I'm much the same, actually, that I've, I've been asking myself more questions. And every time you have a question and then you go out and search for information, what tends to happen is that you come up with, you find out a little bit of stuff, but you've come up with like another four or five questions that you need mm-hmm. to ask. So it can turn into a little bit of a, I'm going down this rabbit hole and I'm going deep. And the more that you kind of think about things and the more that you uncover, yeah, sometimes your philosophy does firm up on certain topics, like the fact that it's good to get outside of your comfort zone and uh, and, and important, like what this podcast is about, but also (laughs) the fact that just there is so much information and knowledge out there that I don't know about, and I don't know that I don't know about it. And every time you kind of ask, ask a question, it sort of opens up a new area and then up comes the question do I need to know about this or is this something that I can just just leave Mm. as well in terms of your your new podcast will please blow my mind have I succinctly summarized why it started or or was there another reason yeah well there's kind of a couple things I've been thinking about and one is I think this is a conglomerate of lots of ideas I've had over the years you know the problem with making stuff creatively is you do it in the public eye so to say and it's not that you have the large viewership but it's almost like you know how many nails the builder hit wrong before you started viewing them hitting the guests you know what drives us what gives us purpose you know why do we get up in the morning and and decide to do something and I have different kind of theories on you know the level of maybe it's luck sometimes which defines your career path if it's work maybe it's you know if you're like me you have you know I've had a family who never rushed me to get into something so it's like the ultimate sacrifice that others made that allowed me to choose something to do that I love you know but I know that's not everyone's story and and so I, I always have those kind of questions about you know well Surely life must be as simple as it is when you have a baby. You know, no one has to tell you to love your children. But then again, if you have an upbringing where someone isn't showing you love and you have it really tough, are you able to then automatically show love to someone else? And and so it's it's a little bit what we are saying before. These questions kind of implode on themselves and you end up going around in circles. So 
my kind of antidote to this was to kind of kick off this property, you know, called Please Blow My Mind. And, and I, I put please in there because, you know, it's polite and, and it's, it's a signal for civil, you know. It's like not an ask or an order. It's Well, maybe it's an ask, a kind ask. And that's how I find my guests. I ask them nicely and I try to be a polite version of myself. And, and I still find that overwhelmingly gets good responses. You know, everyone's like, how do you get these guests? And I'm like, I ask nicely. And I think there's a lesson in that, you know. It's like I train the kids to ask nicely. And I, when I'm around other kids, I say, you know, say please and thank you. Those things matter. We like that, you know. And I feel like that stuff gets lost a little bit. So, And I understand why it gets lost, you know. We do live in an incredibly busy time. You referred to it before with the amount of information we're taking in. We're just bombarded and we're trying to catch up and we're trying to work out, you know, what's real, what's fake and all these type of things and it's it's confronting all of us. Some people have described it as the next or, or the new revolution, you know, like as much of a revolution as, you know, books and stuff like that is what the internet is, you know. It's these long form chats like what we're doing now, you know, over the internet. It's just, it's completely remodeling everything and, you know, no one said remodeling was fun or easy. So it's interesting for us to kind of be in the in the middle of that and feeling the tension and being pulled here and there and still trying to operate a little bit in the old world, a little bit in the new. So what I did is I started this podcast and, and I guess the thing is, is a little bit like what we're doing now, just long form conversations with people. But I guess for me, it's trying to kind of, without asking, trying to get my guests to show where they get their worldview from, you know, whether they've critically thought about it or not, I don't know, but we all have a way of explaining things and that's just due to your experiences and my hope is that by sharing these kind of long form chats, it allows others to learn, you know, to understand their own feelings, you know, so some of the guests I'm interested in are people who can articulate deeply why they care about things because, you know, it's it's not always clear why we care about stuff. It's just we, I think sometimes we really do care and other times we, you know, uh, what, what, what do you call it where you puff up your chest and trying to, like, like virtue signal or whatever that mm, phrase so is, of, you know. We're all almost being kind of conditioned by society to think that this is what we, what we should be doing or what, what we, should we should be, be valuing yeah. so that we kind of project and sort of an, an outward persona of yeah this is what i'm all about this is what i what i like yeah. yet internally we're battling with that you know and yep. i think that's what we're seeing we're seeing that manifest into the world of people not sure where they are as an individual as it, as a group identity is it something in the middle and and i just think it's a really interesting and timely chat to have people maybe of influence maybe you know people who study very hard in one area i'm keen to be the translator to say well yes you're the top person in new zealand for psychedelics and research and how it can cure depression but why do you care about that mm. and so that's the kind of idea behind the podcast and i guess it's framed around you know this kind of fundraising that i'm doing to try and build a podcast caravan studio because you know new zealanders are funny particularly the people who have some level of public profile they still do the number eight kiwi thing where they do it all themselves if we're american you have a you know a pa and this type of thing and that person to organize it but you know like a guest i had dr lance o'sullivan former new zealander of the year it's just him replying to emails you know and it's like dude you've already worked 
13 hours today. Why are you emailing me at 11 o'clock at night saying you'll do my podcast? And so part of the solution was, well, to make it easier, how about I come to you instead of you coming to me? And I think that will open up, you know, potentially more awesome guests down the road. If I can come through and, you know, visit you in the middle of the country and then head off down to the South Island and just having a place where I can record these conversations and also, you know, stopping in at schools and doing a little lesson on podcasting. You know, I have a, a kind of vision that, you know, you get a young student and the elder person in their family and you record a conversation for them so that their family can own that forever i think we take for granted the amount of hours that we record online and store it and we just call it a podcast but it's an archive of life you know and and one day it will be very valuable to our families and so even this conversation here you know trying to you know it'll be for one day for our kids to sit there and say oh that's what dad was like trying to navigate his way through before he went crazy and did all that other weird stuff you know or this is the beginning of the end for them yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so i think all that stuff matters and and i'm really trying to you know find that balance of just being excited about having a new show you know and and not just getting my endorphin kick from that but thinking really like is this something i would do for free for the next 10 years and and my answer is yes you know I, I i don't want to change another show unless someone writes me a netflix special and i'll go because i, I want to do that you know i've got some friends who make films and stuff and i said we should be writing a show about where i can play the character and it will go on netflix and they're like oh that sounds crazy and i'm like yes it does but yeah it's just it's good times it's opening up a can of worms that i said to you before we started recording that i'm not always sure we should you know maybe that's why health professionals are health professionals you know it's like well how deep do you want to go into unlocking what it means to be human and why i do what i do is it just easier to know lance o'sullivan from his three minute sound bites because it's very much curated into a beginning middle and end i don't know the correct answer but but certainly what i do feel is that spending 40 minutes with someone gives me the feeling that there's more going on than just work and my phone and my calendar. You know, it's like, really does feel like there's some meaning in these conversations that we can bring to the world. Yeah. And is that why you would do it for free if you had to for the next 10 years? Yeah, or I think so. Or is there something so. else driving that too? Well, I mean, look, probably deep down, it'd be nice to have some notoriety because for me that means some level of self-control on what I do and when I do it. There is a part of me that looks at some of the world's biggest podcasters and admires how they fill their week with stuff that they seem to enjoy. That's something I would like to aim towards, you know, whether it be certain days where I can just have family time and other days where I have podcast time or, or trying to make those intermingle. I think fame or whatever that is for fame's sake, you know, you, you've just seen too many examples of people crashing and burning, but giving up a certain level of anonymity so that you don't have to be anonymous is pretty cool, you know, and I think that's what maybe people think about social media, you know, you're being heard, you're being engaged with, and I just want to make sure the stuff I'm being engaged with, just like a Joe Rogan or a Tim Ferriss, you know, that's they would talk about that stuff over dinner anyway. So they might as well share that with the world. And and for me, that's what I meant with, you know, I've had a few properties which kind of dabble in this idea of, you know, what makes us tick. And that stuff I talk about with my friends and family and my kids and, 
you know like it's interesting and well it's interesting for me i think i would just do that and i am doing it for free so yeah yeah and i i think i'm i'm quite in the same boat as you with that as well mate is that i mean that this is something that i really enjoy and something that i Mm. would continue doing for free it's it's something that i'm trying to make a little bit larger at the moment and I mean one of the questions that I've that I've struggled with in regards to that and it's quite an uncomfortable question is it to create this and make this bigger it end up with a little bit more notoriety around it mm-hmm. and you kind of think is that notoriety or do I do I crave that notoriety from a purely narcissistic point of view is it do I want to be kind of internet famous for being famous's sake Mm. Or do I want to be internet famous for what that allows me to do in terms of, as you were saying, kind of being able to structure what I do to kind of maximize the enjoyment that I get from it in terms of spending family time, sitting down and having awesome conversations with people like yourself and actually getting, still being able to eat and pay the mortgage (laughs) from from that as well. I think to be honest, after thinking about this for a while, it's predominantly the latter. That it yeah. is that, hey, it, it's so that I, I can kind of structure my life the way that I want it to be structured. I think the the message that talking to people about as well, about getting uncomfortable and kind of pushing the boundaries and taking on new challenges and, and things is an important message to get out there. But to be brutally honest, there's probably an element of narcissism to it as well is that yeah, it feels nice to be recognized by people and feels nice Definitely. to have kind of some external validation for you in terms of the, the number of people that have kind of downloaded your episode or the number mm. of people that have, have liked your post or someone sending you an email saying, actually, <laughs> good stuff, bro. This is, yeah, uh, this is good. I'm enjoying it. So as a human, I don't think that I can get away from that. But I think actually being mindful of it and being aware of it that, hey there is a little bit of that in there as long as i keep an eye on that and kind of don't make it the sort of the main reason that i'm Mm. doing this i think i'll probably be all right with it but it's something that i might have to watch well yeah and watching yourself anyway is a very solid thing to do you know because we're going to be different people over time and different opportunities will come up and we just have to navigate that i think the thing that we're both doing that we're all doing is we're all just navigating in real time and it's something that we live a little bit in the past, a little bit now, and a little bit in the future. And well, a good friend of mine, a fellow called Greg Buckley, who's he's an interesting cat. Maybe you want to have a chat with him one day. He's all about how to be more awesome. And you know, he, I always kind of go to him sometimes, and I'm like, "What do you think, man? Is it going to get too much if we start getting known?" And he's like, "Well, you're not yet. So when it becomes a problem." then burn some brain power on trying to solve it you know at the moment you're just you and you do your thing and you know i guess for me it's it doesn't matter if it's 10 people engaging with you heavily or you know 10 million i think that what's more important is we have a a grip on our beliefs and understand why we believe what we do if you really think deeply is it like are you just a mouthpiece for something else that you're not aware of or you know and at times I think I have been guilty of that you know just like trying to look at a world in a bit of a oversimplified way that we all just need to share and you know it's like well clearly you can see the the struggle of power over time has shifted back and forward and there must be a reason for this you know and 
all of us are just trying to work out what that struggle of power is. But, um, you know, to your point on, you know, narcissist and stuff like that, it's like, well, it's a very fine line because another way you could say it is you're just very passionate. And so I guess it just depends. And what I'd like to think is that, you know, the boogeymen of the world get found out anyway. So all we need to do is just be the truest versions of ourselves over time and we'll be fine. You know, that's not to say we won't make mistakes. That's not to say we won't balls it up or have wins or whatever it is. But it's like what the world is showing us with the Bill Cosby's and stuff is that you can structure your narrative however you want. But just know time's longer than you and we'll find out. So, you know, if you're a narcissist who is like Steve Jobs and gives the world, you know, the iPhone and so people all over the world can communicate that's probably a good type of narcissist. You know, if you're a narcissist who gains power and then takes advantage of people, kind of not cool. And and you'll be called out and your your image will be um, run through the ringer forever. So that helps me when I navigate these things. I'm like, well, do I talk about family and stuff and go out and, and cheat on my wife? No, I don't. That's why I say that's the goal is to be married when I'm, when I'm old because there's some of those values that I really... I want a partner who can fight this life with me, not fight against me, but, you know, really, like, life's hard, eh? It's really hard, you know, and any stage for any people, we've got more than one thing on the go, you know? Some things are going good, others we're holding in the, I hope it works out, and then the other stuff, you know, that we're not even aware of, and, and you know, to have people in your life that maybe it's followers, maybe it's listeners, or, you know, maybe they're the same thing, maybe it's family, Maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your kids. It's like, um, it's necessary. And I would even go as far to say for most of history, we've needed those people a lot more than we needed them now. You know, like when you didn't have a nice warm home with double glazed windows or a heat pump, if you didn't chop the wood, you guys were dog tucker. For your overseas listeners, that's a slang word for, uh, yeah, just like, what would you say? You were were a goner. Yeah, Yeah. dog food. Yeah. Recently, where we think we're kind of invincible and, you know, I don't need anyone and I don't need any structure and I don't need anything. It's just me against the world. And I don't think that's how it was for most of time. That's only the, for the last few years where we, you know, you talk about being uncomfortable. We're way more comfortable than we've ever been. And, and we're so comfortable that we risk uh, forgetting about how uncomfortable things can get. I would hope that's what we're doing in our podcasts is trying to tell ourselves that it can get crazy really quick as we can as well you know like we haven't been pushed to the edge in our lives yet what would me and you look like or what would your listeners look like pushed to the edge where you have to make a bad decision because there's only bad decisions available you know this is yeah man so it's intense (laughs) it is intense yeah and i think kind of there's a lot of stuff in there and some of it I want to come back to, but kind of the, the last point that you made is that we live in an extremely comfortable period of history, the most comfortable period there is. And like that's what we're marketed all day, every day is that this will make your thing life easier or this will make it more comfortable or you need this delightful beanbag so that you can lounge better. We get pushed stuff like that. So it, it's no surprise actually that we think that actually we'll be happier if we're more comfortable, if we're living an easier life. And I mean, one thing that I enjoy about your podcast, Please Blow My Mind, is that it's about kind of exploring the human experience. And 
one of the things about the human experience for so long, basically, as you were saying, up until kind of the last couple of decades or even the last few years, is that it is an inherently uncomfortable experience, that it's something that our ancestors go through or went through and there was everything is challenging everything is hard um i was at a funeral the end of last year for a lady who was she was in her 80s and some of the stories that were told about her kind of growing up and bringing up a family in rural new zealand in like the 40s and 50s where they had no power they had to she had to get out there and, and chop the wood and kind of bring bring things in and life was hard and life was challenging but because of that life was fulfilling as well mm. and i think we live in a time now actually that because of all this comfort that we have and the drift that we get caught up in and just kind of seeking that next comfortable thing is that sometimes our life isn't quite as fulfilling as what it might have been if we were born sort of a hundred years earlier. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy living in this time and I enjoy the fact that I don't go have to go out and chop wood all the time and the fact that I can sit in Wellington and, and you're up in Auckland and we can have this conversation over the internet. But I think, again, it, it's something that we need to be aware of, that we need discomfort in our life and we need challenge to actually kind of live a, live a fulfilled life. And whether that is challenges like trying to put out a podcast and actually have something that's worthwhile saying and, and worthwhile listening to or creating a podcast caravan and taking it around the mm -hmm. country whether it's sort of training for the Olympics or doing something like that, whatever your jam is, getting out there and getting uncomfortable around it. But also I think like another another reason to get uncomfortable as well is because sooner or later life is going to throw you a curveball. It's going to throw something something challenging to you. And if you haven't actually built the skill sets of dealing with uncomfortable things and dealing with uncomfortable challenges, when you get this curveball thrown at you, often it's going to overwhelm you because you don't have the skills or the resilience mm. to to deal with these these tough times and i think as you mentioned earlier that people that have these hard things happen and have the ability to deal with them it almost creates a transformative experience for them in their lives where they then kind of learn a whole lot from that or, or kind of grow as a person and then go on and do some amazing things but there are also those people that it just overwhelms and it, it, for a variety of reasons I, i'm not i'm not saying that it, it's their fault that it's overwhelmed them but i would like to hope that if they regularly took on challenges that they would be more likely to be able to overcome whatever life life throws at them yeah dude and challenges changing the world you know like challenges you know a big thing i've been kind of really kicking myself and uppercutting myself lately is like Stop going online and getting grumpy with people when you've got a garden that's weeded over. You know, like, how dare you go and think you can change someone's point of view if you can't even be bothered mowing your own lawns and weeding your garden. And I really am tough on myself, you know. It's like, it's a real big thing we do. And, you know, true change, I think, comes from, you know, how many good things did you do for yourself today and for others? But it's like, it's not big things like I donated money. It's things like I made sure my dishes were done. I made sure that I didn't just 
leave that job and it might be maybe something simple you know like at the moment I'm home alone because my family's traveling to Germany to visit other family and it's a real big thing for me not to devolve into this caveman you know like I have to get up I have to open the blinds I have to make sure the beds are made to the most part even though my one probably spends more time unmade but but it's a physical and mental preparation that I'm saying to myself don't lose any of the gains you've had because it's too easy not to you know and and it's really complicated and I don't think it's always I don't think we acknowledge it and maybe teach others as well that it's important that before we go out and tell others how to live that you've actually thought yourself how you are living and I can't help but think I guess we go into the zone of danger which is every older generation gives the younger generation crap you don't do it as good as we did it and all that kind of stuff but I wonder how many people really think about resilience and and what that means you know that's getting over bad stuff you know so when you are at work and and I just will preface it by saying I in, in no way endorse bullying but there's signs saying no bullying and I'm like well what are you going to do? Are you going to make no one have adversity and have to get over anything? You know, it goes back to what we find is good. And why do you find it good? Because you know what bad is. You know, we've all had the bad job, a bad boss, someone we don't want to be around. And that gives us the direction to get to where we want to go. All your listeners, including me and you, think back to school. How many of the cool kids, how many of them are still cool? You know, it's like it's always the ones who were the slow burners who had to take on a bit more of the pressure because maybe they were a bit different, you know, physically or mentally or whatever it was. It's like we all, I think I appreciate what I can do now publicly because I really wasn't the first point of call to go to when I was younger. You know, like I didn't have lots of people saying, hey, Will, what do you think about this? It was just this kid, like every other kid in school, trying to work out, oh man, this sucks and I can't wait to get through that. And the good bit about getting over those tough times is that you get to reinvent yourself as a young adult. You know, it was really liberating for me the day I decided to change my name from William to Will. I thought I was doing something like a real rebel, you know, and introducing yourself as Will and all of a sudden, some years later, that's the normal thing. But I don't think a poster saying, don't bully fixes anything i think all it does is say we've got a problem and we all know we've got problems you know the suicide stats prove that there's problems out there so we've got to find solutions and i just think we don't want to find solutions because they're complicated and they and they require you know gentle nudges in the right direction and and getting up and putting up your blinds you know and and having some true meaning which is getting through your day and the problem with getting through your day is if your day never ends and you're online all the time or not having true responsibilities in the world it can be really tragic you know and so I still have hope though you know I think that's one thing that has been really quizzing me is like the whole meaning thing made me think about like religion and stuff right and for most of my life I had kind of told myself that it's very scientific and that's it and then I started thinking well you know could it be both could we just not understand that there could be something at play here and what would that even mean? You know, something at play? Am I referring to God or something like that? I don't know, but I definitely know there's something going on when we dance as a group together or we cheer in the stadiums together. There's something happening that 
is like an unspoken thing, you know, when you are crying because the song is so beautiful, I struggle to work out what's actually happening. You know, I think we're tapping into something or you you talk to people who have done psychedelic experiences and, you know, they're going down this whole other journey of connection. And so I don't really know what I'm saying, but I guess the thing is it can go so deep down this whole thing that it feels like nothing is worth anything. But I really do think it is worth everything, you know, that we're all searching for this meaning for a good reason, because we want to have a meaningful life if we can. It's not everyone's story. You know, some people don't have that story. We're, we're really lucky that we live in New Zealand and, and we get to use our free time like this to talk. And, and there's some level of responsibility, I think, to make sure, you know, that's why we're doing the podcast, because who knows, some kid somewhere in the world may come across it and they're like wow i didn't even know that was an opportunity to think like that you know to to try that or to to sit on the fence i was only told to be like this so uh yeah man i i mean do you have hope because it can feel pretty dark i do i'm i'm hopeful for the future i mean i I think there's a lot of there's a lot of challenges out there Mm. that we're facing at the moment kind of as as individuals but also at a societal level as well that that need to be worked on but i also think that there's some amazing people out there as well that are doing some fantastic stuff and and kind of putting their resources their time and uh, and their attention to solving problems Mm. and kind of creating Mm. ways out of it so i'm reasonably confident that humanity as a whole will kind of slowly figure things out but i think in terms of that that figuring things out is that we'll figure out one thing and then actually there'll be a new challenge that that comes mm. up for us as well i just recently talked to one of the co-founders of the the bags not movement about eradicating plastic bags in new zealand and i mean that's a it's a big problem that we're facing at the moment but there's people out there that are working on it to get rid of single-use plastic bags and stop them going in the, into the ecosystem and just kind of ruining the world that way. Yeah, there are people out there like Elon Musk who is just kind of doing a whole lot of crazy, interesting things. Yeah, and there are a whole man. lot of yeah, there are a whole lot of other people kind of at a local level solving problems. So yeah, I'm I'm confident. I'm confident, but I I think that we've got a long way to go, and I don't think it's something that will ever finished because there's always going to be a new problem that comes up that we need to solve but i think that's a good thing in the scheme of things because i think that if there were no more problems or no more challenges for us to solve then we wouldn't end up living a fulfilling life exactly and you know the thing that popped into my head when you were talking is if your life itself, do you care about how you live or do you just care about living? And you'd have to think that we do, us as humans, do care about how we live or we just wouldn't care about the feelings of others. You know, it would just be about living and doing whatever you need to do to eat. And I guess that's where, for me, I kind of started thinking, well, maybe there's something else aligned with in us as humans you know i don't know what you call it because i don't have a name for it whether that be spiritual or something like that but it's like yeah why don't we just constantly live like cave people you know well and 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 why do we strive for better and why does it matter to go to the moon and mars and why does it matter for elon to self-land a rocket you know it's because you know that i don't know just this idea that we can be more that we can be more yeah yeah that's that's probably it and it's really puzzled me because i don't know why we would be like that 
if the goal is just to be here and so so it's got me stumped but good you know it's one of the hardest things to ever uh, work out isn't it you know this whole reason about why we're here and and what our role is and and you know it's like it i guess it all depends on what frame of mind you're thinking about stuff too are you relating it to something else in your life are you relating it to uh, your parents or something like that and <laughs> there's enough problems internally externally and uh, i just think these type of chats um, offer some type of solution not a practical here's a list of things you can do but simply by acknowledging that there are harder things happening and we all just need to be aware of that it might just help you snuggle in a bit closer if you have that lucky person next to you tonight or if you don't then just do what you got to do to feel as comfortable as you can. I think that's a good time to feel comfortable. You know, most of the other times, tell yourself to get a bit more uncomfortable, but it has to be equal. You can't just always be uncomfortable. The goal of being uncomfortable is to be more comfortable and yeah. then to find uncomfortable scenarios in different areas of life and become comfortable in those and go up a level and up a level. And I think ultimately, when you think you've become the most comfortable person then you go and help others who are uncomfortable you know it's like um it's like a revolving thing and mm. i just think we think in society we've got to go and help others who are uncomfortable before making ourselves comfortable mm. and that's an issue yeah yeah and i think you're right there's a duality to it and i'm not saying that people don't be don't be comfortable at times i think it's a very <laughs> important thing it's important to kind of after you've been uncomfortable to go back and, and be comfortable because that's when you're going to kind of grow as a person and take the learnings from those those challenges that you've you've just overcome but yeah i mean listeners as you can tell that it's all about more questions and all basically all we've been doing this chat is just kind of asking ourselves questions um, mm. i don't know i don't think we've come up with any massive answers um so if anyone has any answers then please email in um, we can yeah, we can share them awesome. out yeah yeah help help me and will out or just email in and blow our minds because that would be awesome as well well what if you had to give someone one answer that would make their life better what would you say that would be Okay, so here's the scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Alien comes down and you are chosen to go and be the human representative. This is something I've thought a while about. Who would we choose on Earth to be the best human representative of us as humanity? So they've chosen you, okay? And you're going there. And you can tell them one thing. <laughs> you can tell them one thing that will explain humanity. What would you tell them? I guess one sentence. I should define these rules before I put these hypotheticals up. <laughs> You're um, podcasting me now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's one thing that I've been that I've been thinking about a little bit recently is kind of maybe around kind of the values of how I want to live life and kind of create a sort of a framework for any decision that mm. I'm making or things that I'm weighing up. So that might be the I think that's the thing that's coming to mind at the moment. And I've got three three words that have kind of come to me with that the first is is kindness the second is curiosity uh, and the third is courage so kindness as as you're saying like manners don't cost anything earlier that like we'll get on as a society and is kind of humanity so much better if we're if we're just kind mm -hmm. to everybody 
curiosity because I think, as you say, like we don't know why we do it, that there is that strive to be better. But sometimes kind of we get pushed back down by society saying, no, don't go and do that. So I think going out and being curious about different things and kind of going down rabbit holes and looking for looking for answers is really important. And as you say, kind of finding something that you would do for free for the rest of your life that mm. really excites you, like going and having these conversations and talking to people. You're only going to come across that stuff by being curious about mm. things and then courage is actually the courage to once you find these things to actually have a go because it's going to be uncomfortable and because you potentially there's going to be some pushback around that but also kind of to the courage to stand up and say hey this is a cool idea I've got I'm going to run with it despite what other people might say mm. and also the courage to to call people out when you think hey they're they're not being kind you're not being a nice person i'm going to stand up to to you and say something about it yeah man i think well, that's what i tell the, the aliens yeah yeah I, well ironically because we framed it that way you know the sentence before was like we don't have answers and then we bring in the aliens and all of a sudden we do have answers so <laughs> i mean what does that say about us humans that we're so kind of out there that if you frame it where we'd have to speak to non-humans we can come up with the best human solutions you know mm. but no man i think that is essentially you just couldn't go wrong you know i guess i'd add on one thing about courage is the courage to know when you're wrong you know, and, and yep. to admit it, and I think that is something that we still haven't grappled with about this is what happens when we choose a team, is that what if your team's wrong? You have to be able to say that, you know, and it's it's not good. You know, you might be kicked out of the team and all of a sudden you're alone and there's no kind of like backup and all the support. So, yeah, I think all of those points I could just wholeheartedly agree with, you know. I guess the only other thing I'd say is as long as it's not in the name of. So I think we do things in society when we're puffing out our chests and saying in the name of kindness, this is why I am doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's not. You're using it as a guise, you know. It's human level at the deepest point you can't. This is why people struggle with this stuff, I think, is because it's not an algorithm. It's not something that can be measured. It's something that has to be felt. And kindness is something where, you know, how would you explain to someone what kindness is apart from saying, you know, when, when you give me something, I kind of thank you for that. And that's like a little trade-off that shows respect for each other. But it's so much more deeper than that, you know. It's, it's sometimes being kind to yourself and kind to others. And kindness can sometimes take the form of what you were saying, being a bit tougher, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it opens up another whole can of worms. And I understand why we try and live in this world where it's all about one size fits all. And, you know, kind of a perfect example that I, I think about a lot in my podcast and I've put it in the intro of my podcast is this idea of, you know, the chicken nugget has been voted the world's most popular food but it's, it's not a food you know that's if you need a metaphor with everything wrong with life it's that it's yummy it's somewhat nutritious somewhat you know <laughs> it's designed to uh, not be too hot when you eat it so kids can eat it too it fits perfectly in our hands and kids hands it's a six pack nine pack whatever but it's not a food and we just skip over that point and you can't skip over that point because for most of history, food was something that was a luxury if you had it. I think we've just got to like really work hard at saying 
it's a nice kind of pretend food to have every now and then you know a show that you've made it or that you can spend money on that stuff but don't go voting it as the world's most favorite food because what are you doing to the next generation of people who think that they grow up thinking that's a food you know I don't know what it was like for you, but trying to understand and get my head around Brussels sprouts when I was a kid, gross, and just trying to work out how to make them yummy, and then all of a sudden you grow up as an adult, and they were nice, they taste good, and it's like, what is that What is that about? You know, I hated onions, I love them now, so does it mean that the things that you don't like, you will like, and or they have nutrition for different times in your life? It's like, well, has anyone considered that about the chicken nugget? Is there a journey that a human can go on eating it? No, it just addicts you to eating crap and feeling like crap, even though they're yummy. That's the confusing bit. They're yummy, and I love me some chicken nugget. Yeah, I, I hear you, mate. I hear you. <laughs> mate, what was the last uncomfortable thing that you did? Well, the last uncomfortable thing I did was probably I changed jobs. So there was a job going at Monaco Institute of Technology as a lecturer. And I can hardly read, you know, so I was like, wow, that would never pan out. But it was luckily enough in the area which I'm reasonably good at, which is video and, you know, internet content and stuff like that. And I went into the class on my first day and I had the badge of lecturer on my name tag. And it was a bit of a crisis because I didn't know what my role had to be. You know, I thought, wow, this is ridiculous. How can the dyslexic person now be offering up life advice for the next generation, you know? But I put myself in that scenario, and of course, none of those things were what I really thought about when I was teaching. I just trusted in the stuff I was teaching because I had worked through it in the last 10 years of my career. So it's uncomfortable for a number of reasons. One, because it's a burden. You take on a bit of a burden and a risk when you have to prepare people to go out there and study. But of course, part of being uncomfortable is the other side of it, is seeing the lights turn on and someone when they get what you're saying when they can manipulate vision to to have another narrative and so yeah that was probably one of the most uncomfortable moments I've had recently but also launching the new podcast you know it's very uncomfortable the feeling of having a give a little page with a goal of ten thousand dollars and no one's donating and then all of a sudden one comes in and another comes in and you push it out and currently as we talk today I think I'm around fifteen hundred dollars it's not ten thousand but it's certainly not zero so, and for the most part, for the rest of my life, I try and really avoid the uncomfortable moments only when they're necessary because I don't want to have the anxiety of always worrying. So for me, it's just keeping it tight with the family and trying to navigate through how much device to use at home and, you know, getting called out for using the computer too much when I'm supposed to be, you know, I don't know, talking with my wife and stuff like that. And so, you know, those, it's constantly uncomfortable. I've had a new baby. And that was really uncomfortable because I thought I'd be a super dad, but I realized that a human waking up at four o'clock, you become really grumpy and you're not the best version of yourself and you have to wear some, you know, humble, whatever, humble hat because you're trying to tell yourself, oh, you know, I'm the dude who does rad dads and I can do it all. And yet you're barking at your wife about how I, I have to go to work tomorrow and you're not supporting me. And, you know, you're just not always the best version of yourself, you know. So, yeah, always uncomfortable. I, I think probably the difference to the last time I spoke to you is I embraced the uncomfortable, which I would call the chaos, and the order. 
all in one. That's why I'm kind of at the moment I'm I'm stuck right down the middle because I want to acknowledge both. You know, I know I don't live in a world where there's not problems. So I've got to try and work out what those problems are, how they can affect me and my family, whether that be taking my eye off the ball and not concentrating on work hard enough and not bringing money in that can cause chaos, whether it be understanding that if I get notoriety with you know, these podcast things, that there will be other influences in my life that I will have to manage in real time and I should be careful with that, you know, that's playing with fire. So it's not just looking at the positive. It's not just using the secret and putting it out to the universe and saying, I want to manifest, you know, these amazing things in my life. It's trying to really acknowledge, you know, that we're equal. We're only a couple ticks away from being the most unhappiest we've ever been and, and the same on the other side. So, yeah, dude, I fully embrace the uncomfortable and I love that. I love that you're like one of the only people in New Zealand who talks about it. It's like even with the people who talk about stuff with suicide, it's always, it's just the extremes, you know? I think what you're doing is you're preparing people to think a little bit about when's the last time I did feel uncomfortable? Did I really feel uncomfortable? Am I letting in enough uncomfortableness in my life? You know, these are all really valid, valid key questions. Mm. So hats off to you, dude. That's awesome. Thank you, bro. I, I appreciate that. And thank you as well for taking the time to sit down and have a conversation with me and my listeners. But I also want to want to thank you as well for going out there and getting uncomfortable as well and asking people a lot of questions around life and around the human mm. experience and kind of the awesome things that you're doing with kind of creating this, this kind of traveling podcast studio as well to be able to go and take this out on the road and connect with a whole lot of people in person around it. But also um, thank you for asking yourself questions as well <laughs> because we wouldn't be having this conversation if you didn't consistently do that as well mm. so I think that's very cool well I've got a couple of quick questions for you mate if people sure. want to listen to you or if they want to kind of help out in any way how can they do that yeah so I'm on all the podcast platforms just a tip if you're looking to start a podcast and you want a free hosting service that puts you on all of the podcast platforms for free go to a website called anchor anchor.com and it's free and they put you on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of those things. Traditionally, as a podcast, you've had to do that manually with your RSS feed. Anyway, it sounds junk, and it is. And this podcast service allows you to do it all for free, and there's no hosting, you know, maximum upload with all that kind of stuff pretty much for free. So highly recommend that. And if you want to catch up with my podcast, you can just search Please Blow My Mind on iTunes. That's probably the easiest way. I also have a Facebook page, Please Blow My Mind, and I'm reasonably active on that. And YouTube. I think I'm YouTube forward slash forward slash Will Fleming NZ. Yeah, look, I'd love to hear from any of you. I think this is a cool network of Kiwi content creators. I wonder how we will look back at ourselves you know, if we were the dawn of the new media in New Zealand or if we were just a blip in the radar <laughs> while Sky worked out how to own the whole market again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People, they'll, they'll study us in 100 years' time, just think, oh, God, what were these guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. um, they should have been out there working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go get a job. Final question for you, mate. Do you have a challenge to leave us with this week? Yep. The challenge I would ask everyone is to um, identify or see if you can identify why you think like you do. 
do you just say you don't believe in, say, God, for example, because, you know, you were raised in that environment? Or do you just say you believe in God, for example, because you were raised in that environment? I've only recently started thinking about this as, a, as something I want to think more about. And I'm giving myself permission to not find that answer for a while. And I think, you know, give yourself permission to not find the answer to these really complicated things within the next week. You know, a deadline on these type of decisions does not have to be made the same as a deadline for work. They're different things. And, and ultimately, your mind and your, your feeling and your heart is will thank you when you've made the decision that feels right for you because I do believe that it's clear we are all different for a reason. You know, there must be a different. There must be a reason why some people are lactose intolerant. There must be people reason why some people eat different foods. You know, it's because to make this thing work as life, we can't all just be the same clone. We've all got to be working against and with each other. So my big thing to ask the audience is just, you know, sit down, really have a deep think. Why does you believe what you believe? And, and be prepared to be uncomfortable with yourself and challenge yourself and, and say, well, I believe in this and that means I'm on this team. And then say, well, who's, who's, what team am I against? If I'm all men, am I against women? If I'm all women, am I against men? I like to believe we're all on the same team and that that's a good thing to strive towards. So, yeah, good luck on that journey. It's a, you know, do it without the booze and the drugs, you know, see if you can master it on your own or go to a float tank thing or something like that, you know, have some time out and really just uh, start to blow your own mind because I think the best things will happen from there, you know. Let's not fix the world, let's fix what's happening internally and then we can, if we have any energy left, we can contribute to the world. Will Fleming, thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with me today. Pleasure, brother. Well, there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show with Will and I today. Hopefully, you got a few answers from that. But if not, hopefully, you got at least a few questions to go and ask yourself to make your life a little bit better, make it a little bit more interesting, and hopefully to, to blow your mind a wee bit. Make sure that you go and support Will. The stuff he is doing is really, really interesting. His mobile podcast studio is going to be amazing. So any support that you could give him would be fantastic. Whether that's just listening to his work and, and sharing it out so more people hear it, or whether that's flicking him $2.50 towards the caravan, I'm sure he would uh, really, really appreciate that. I want to say thank you to a few people as well. I want to say thank you to my podcast editor, Jylan. Thanks, buddy. You're doing an awesome job. Thank you to my brother, Jeremy Desmond, for the amazing theme music. Thank you guys for, for tuning in. And if you've been enjoying this work, then I'd really love it if you would hit subscribe so that you get new episodes every week. If you're already a subscriber, then if you'd leave us a review, that would be amazing. It just helps the podcast be a little bit more visible, gets the uncomfortable is okay message into a few more people's ears. And also, if the podcast's a little bit more visible, helps uh, create the opportunity to get some really amazing guests on as well. Not that the guests that I have had haven't been amazing, but just broadens the reach a little bit. Thank you guys so much for getting uncomfortable with Will and I today. 